I'll tell you someone else who makes our day every time we talk to her because we just love and adore her, Zola Nene. She took a trip to Zambia and uh, she's hanging out with the cassavas. Zola, thank you so much for joining us. Michelle, hello. Lovely to be hanging out again. Ah, but you've been hanging out with the cassava plant. (laughs) I uh, recently had an amazing trip to Zambia and it was... uh, culturally enlightening and the food was fantastic so um, I can't wait to go back actually. Isn't it amazing when we talk about food and how it is so closely linked to conversations around culture and about community and the like. You certainly, I I hear that you were testing the Zambian gin. I was. Which made me a little anxious when I heard that but I thought okay we'll, we'll go for it. But and just wine. Well, I thought uh, Zola's like, now she's she's giving up on the wine and she's going for the gin. <laughs> I should never give up on the wine. There's enough room for everyone. Gin <laughs> and wine included. <laughs> Tell us about uh, the fish stew and the pup with cassava. It sounds like you really did um, look at some amazing, amazing foods. I did. So I was invited to Zambia to go and experience um, their uh, World Food Festival. Yeah. Um, and I got to try some amazing traditional Zambian food. Um, there was a pup, like you men- mentioned, but they mix their pup with cassava. Mm. Um, and it gives it like a very different texture and a different flavor. Um, it was really lovely. And then the stew, I can't remember what it's called, and I don't want to butcher the, the Zambian name. But um, they use like a little black fish, which they dry, and then they rehydrate and make it using tomatoes um, and onions and really flavorful just, you know, it, it's very different food, you know, food I hadn't experienced before, but it, it felt very familiar because, you know, um, Zulu food that I grew up eating is also based, you know, with tomatoes mm. and onions, maybe not fish so much, but um, tinned fish, you know, it had that, that, that kind of um, flavor profile. It was really, really good. It was, um, it was actually really cool to see how similar Zambia is from South Africa, actually. Um, they love Amapiano, they love Kwaito music, they love South African culture. It's like really, yeah, I really felt at home there, which is really nice. And then the gin, which you really want to know about. <laughs> so Zambia <they laughs> so is actually a big um, country of gin drinkers, which I was surprised to, to hear yeah, about. And they have their own um, local gins, um, and they have beautiful labels for their gins as well. Um, they taste, you know, they do different flavors, but, you know, they, their standard gin is very much like, um, you know, the gin that we love, like, you know, uh, English gin, you know, traditionally mm. made gin. Um, but I just love that they have their own local variety there. Uh, and in fact, cool. we, we, we have a really burgeoning gin industry in this country as well, like Feinbos gin and, and diverse gins. I'm thinking of Inverosh as an amazing gin. We have a lot of Absolutely. South African gin gins. Involved. Sorry, sorry, I'm No, we have a lot of great South African gins as well, if I'm not mistaken. No, we definitely do. We also, I mean, over the last few years, uh, we're very spoiled for choice when it comes to gin. And I love that um, our gins are being infused with indigenous ingredients. So mm. we've got buchu gins. We've obviously got rooibos gins, like the yeah. Inverosh that you said. Um, there, there's gins that are infused with feinbos. I actually mm. went for a gin-making course a couple of years ago, which was really enlightening and how... Um, it's you know the flavor is distilled into the gin in that process. So um, yeah, I think gin culture is very cool, and it has become very very trendy over the last few years. Um, but I think that people are moving on from gin slowly in this country. Anyway, they're going towards maybe rum or um, actually even tequila is becoming Ew. like quite a 
a big thing. So we'll see where that goes. I think I'm allergic to tequila. I don't even think I know that for a fact. Zola, when I you talk about... You, know, <laughs> you and I have the same allergy. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk about that fish stew made with dried fish, and if any of our listeners know, what is that fish in the Zambian fish stew? It's dried fish, and it goes into the fish stew. I'm just wondering, and, I, and it's an assumption I'm making, that if it is a dried fish, is it quite salty? Well, see, I was I expected it to be very salty as well, um, but it's really not. I think um, they they actually soak the fish before they cook they cook it, so they rehydrate the okay. fish and sort of add the moisture back. And I don't think it's it's sort of salted when it when they dry it with the salt. It's salted with so much salt that it you know it just gets, consumes the fish. Um, I think it's just enough so that it does preserve it. It's not necessarily fully packed packed in salt, so it's not actually it's not overly salty it's actually really and it goes back to um you know original uh, fresh fish uh, texture which is really nice um it's got lots of little bones but like i said it's like our tin fish you know when you when you mm. eat a, um, a, a tin of fish you can either take the bones out or you can you know put, eat them along with it so the bones are very fine but they're like very soft as well so you can you can eat the bones so it could be like pilchards it, it isn't pilchard. It definitely isn't pilchard because it's, it's definitely a black fish, but it is very similar to, to pilchard. Mm. Well, we'll have to ask uh, former Minister Tito Mbaweni about that one. Zola, <laughs> you, you, you were at this um, food festival, the biggest food festival in Zambia, and I'm sure whilst you were looking at this range of products and foods, etc., was there any conversation at all about concerns, for example, with climate change and the impact of that on on foods and food growth and food security and that kind of thing? Mm, there was definitely a lot of conversation about sustainability. Um, Zambia, I, I visited a, a place, I can't recall the name because, you know, terrible, <laughs> terrible of me, but all they do is, is, is sell... Um, local Zambian produce mm. um, and produce that's organic and indigenous. So they are very um, sort of uh, uh, aware of, of um, sustainability, um, of eating local, of, you know, the, the time, the travel that um, food needs to, needs to do and it's better to eat locally and seasonally. So there were a lot of conversations around that. And also a lot of conversations about how Zambian people are, are gravitating back to their own traditions. You know, much like much like us in terms of our food culture, yeah. we're also going back to nostalgic tastes and indigenous food. So I think that that's a topic that's um, you know carrying over throughout the world. Um, we didn't we didn't um, discuss uh, food security per se, but also a really important topic and. Um, something that I think is, is front of mind for everybody mm. in the food industry and anybody in the world, actually, who actually cares about the next generation and, um, yeah, the scarcity of food and hunger uh, that's apparent in the world. So um, all very important conversations. So we'll go to one of the comments from our listeners. Hey, Suzola, it's great to know that you're in Zambia. Where in Zambia were you? And did you have Shima and Shawama? What else did you have there? Oh, it's so great to know that you went there. <laughs> I hope you didn't only indulge on the genes only. Did you have Shima and Shawarma? Um, I, I want to say yes, because I tasted a lot of things, but the names of the things definitely fail me. Um, but I'm pretty sure I, I did. Um, yes, I indulged on the gin, and I, I was um, in Lusaka. 
So fantastic. Um, yeah, it was an incredible experience. I really definitely want to go back and experience more of the country, more of the food. Because, you know, such a short stay is definitely not enough. But I absolutely had an amazing time. And we've got a brilliant comment, a fascinating comment from Danwood Chirwa. And Danwood says the Zambian fish your guest is describing is Kapenta. That's right. It's Kapenta. And he says its price at any given time pretty much serves as the barometer for determining the standard of living in Zambia. How fascinating. Oh, so, wow. So if the price of Kapenta is going up, then it talks to the um, challenges of the standard of living. And if the price goes down, then it talks to the standard of living there as well. And that fish, as described, is Kapenta. Zola, where are you going to go to next? Ooh, um, next I have a trip planned for Portugal. So I'm going to go eat a whole lot of um, pastéis de nata. <laughs> um, but that's only, that's only in a couple of months' time. Um, yeah, very excited. I think you need to go and do a, a bit of a walk. The Camino passes through um, Portugal as well. And you could, if you go to the, onto the Camino, I mean, certainly in Spain, they... They have gin tonic all the time. and But the way they do it is very, very different. You ask for a gin tonic and you say, they say gin tonic and you say yes. And then they go gin, glug, 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 and then tonic, bing. And then, oh, I think I'm going to really like it. I think you're going to have a good time. Zola, we look forward to chatting to you again soon. Thanks so much for joining us and thanks for a fascinating insight. Uh, that's our Zola Nena. She's an award-winning chef. She's author. You know, of course, she's uh, doing so much stuff at the moment. And uh, she went to Zambia. Zola goes to Zambia. It sounds like the name of a book or something like that. It's 9.22.